Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 8.20, it is time for Counterpoint. My two crew back tonight with Dennis hey, Matthews. Dennis is back. Hey, Dennis. Vice is President back. of Marketing and Communications over at Enterprise Canada. And you heard him, Andy Stinton, who can't contain himself because he's a small businessman. <laughs> Actually, you know, Dennis is doing his best impersonation of a lobster today after being out on the golf course. <laughs> oh, yeah, another hey, tough hey. day, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's talk with uh, about the, the, the kind of the narrative that seems to now be the everyday narrative because every day we wake up and we find out yet another bozo eruption from the NDP side. And late today, we learned that the St. Paul candidate, who is my uh, in my riding of uh, St. Paul, uh, Jill Andrews, um, t- uh, put on our social media a very, very offensive racial slur that would get 99% of anybody else fired, um, you know, back in 2016. And then, of course, the whole day of the campaign really centered on Guratan Singh, who is the brother to NDP federal leader Jagmeet Singh, and he has now apologized for, I guess, saying F the police in a 2006 protest. And I'll start with you, because you're not the political wonk, Andy, but does, um, you know, you're the kind of person looking for someone or something to vote for. Are you bothered by, you know, we're up to about 15 candidates. Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm pretty liberal-minded, and, and the thing about Hitler, though, eh, I didn't like that. But it wasn't enough to sort of turn. But the the thing about F the police and the Andrews thing, I'm sorry. I listened to a great interview today that uh, was on the station at noon when she was asked about this. Yeah, that was with Tasha Kierden. That's right. She kind of laughs it off, though, and I'm not sure why she kind of takes it so lightly. What what I I don't see is why make a stand. And if, if you really want to show what your party is about and you want me to vote for you, fire this person. Say, get the hell out of here. I'm willing to stand for my morals, even if I don't have somebody in that riding. Just fire their sorry butts. But she isn't, so Well, she's not, not my because list. that's a star candidate for her. But I think this is problematic, and you, you can speak to the campaign side of it, Dennis. To me, it shows, I mean, they did not vet anybody. Yeah. They, these are basics that would have been caught at the beginning of when you say, hi, can we see your resume? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, you know what? There, you could be in a scenario here where they just don't really care about people who have these views. Like, that's sort of part of what the NDP is. You know, they're they're generally a more radical party. But I, I take a step away from the politics and just, you know, let's put this in real terms. The NDP are competitive in this election. There's a possibility they win. You know, and you've got two candidates who said such vulgar things about the police, we mm-hmm. can't even say them on air. You know, I'm wondering which one is going to be the Minister of Community and, and, uh, and Correctional Services. Well, because, not, not, neither way. Well, look, I mean, you know, Mr. S- Mr. Singh is a, a lawyer. That's all fine and dandy, but he could not be the AG with with those views. I'm not sure it would huh. look very good. Well, it wouldn't look very good. But this is this is a world where you know the NDP is sort of they've been a protest party for a long time, and you look at the PCs or Liberals. They, you know, they do a lot of vetting and occasionally sort of wing nuts like you know slip through, and and that happens from time to time. But for the NDP, you know, they've got a whole slate of them here. We're talking about 15 candidates or so that, that hold these views, many of them in, in rottings they could actually win. Mm-hmm. But I am thankful we're talking about this because in Alberta, there wasn't a lot of talk of this before. NDP got elected and suddenly you're like, holy smokes, look at this, you know, this rogues gallery we have here. And the same thing happened federally in, in the Jack Clayton election when you sort of got a wave of people and you had an NDP candidate who was partying in Vegas the entire time and suddenly she's an <laughs> MP. 
you know, so I think it's important that the vetting is actually taking place this time. And I'm hopeful that, you know, for the public to look at this and say, eh, are these people really the kind of folks we want governing yeah, but forget us? Forget politics. Isn't it just a general sense of propriety? I mean, you wouldn't say that in mixed company. And I think you come down to social media. Social, like you said, we can't say those words on this radio station. But I wouldn't say them anyway because and, and I'm no, not. No. I'm not. That to, that speaks to character. I would just not talk like that. I would never say this word. I, I, but we're not allowed to say them here. Do people not think about it that Twitter, Facebook is a broadcasting medium, and yeah. you can't say those huh. things. Regardless of anything, and if you do, it's going to come back and bite you in the yeah, butt. Yeah, well, I'm pretty thankful for it actually, because at least we're knowing what they said. You got, got to make you wonder yeah. what are these people saying in private? Again, well, this, this is what they're the sharing thing. with the it, whole world. I'm glad actually. I, I don't believe that they should be silenced. I don't believe in silencing. This is why I'm a such, such a proponent of freedom of speech. I don't want it driven underground so that I don't know who the loonies are. I'd rather mm-hmm. it be right up in my face so that I can avoid you like the plague. Yeah, but here's what it is. I'm so disgusted. I, I, I am disgusted with the whole political thing. I've, I've, yeah. After watching the debate and the rest of that, there is nobody I want to vote for because I, I think they've all got their shades of black. But th- this speaks to another matter. If this is the sort of person that you want representing you, you know, you can start talking about terrorism. You can start talking about all sorts of undercurrents that could be there in the NDP party. Why the heck didn't Horvath do something about it? Speak out. Free speech is fine, but her, this her goes moment, too far. Her moment to speak out and show leadership, and I did a monologue on this, was on Friday. As mm-hmm. soon, You cannot go wrong in criticizing Hitler. It was a moment of leadership had she just said, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. We do not accept this. This will not be tolerated in my party or in this province. And I make that you know clear. Fire the candidate. And in that moment, she would have dulled any narrative that the uh, PC or the liberals were throwing at her. Yeah. And these folks were dogging, uh, you know, Doug Ford to to get rid of Tanya Granik-Allen. They did. And, and he did. And I think you could easily argue that many of these candidates in the NDP here are actually much worse. You know, these are people who've talked about. Oh, now we're talking about, shades of gray. Well, well, these Janice. are people who've talked about. Know, but she got fired. And, and well, then she should have been able to run and let the voters decide. No. Well, that's up to that's up to Ford. I mean, the reason that Horvath never commented, she was at shopping and Holt Renfrew. That's true. <laughs> Looking for a nice don't handbag. Don't be sexist. Yeah, don't be sexist. What? You can't comment on those things, apparently. Why not? Uh, Everybody goes con- shopping and she well, had a big Holt Renfrew bill. Apparently that's sexist to criticize that. Well, put it on Twitter and 20 years from now you'll be disbarred from running. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could run for the loony party. Well, there'll be don't one and you be the leader. <laughs> yes, so there yeah. you go. Um, you know, Patrick Brown is going to be appearing on our morning show tomorrow to uh, speak with Mike Stafford and Supriya Devetti. And I'll just sort of say, why is he doing media? I'm yeah, sorry. Like, I, I, I think he got shortchanged. I think he got a raw deal. But I don't understand why he would be speaking out to me it's it's politically very selfish no he's he's big time better and he's in a world where if i can't have it nobody can have it and you know i, I just i look at him and i do i think he was fairly traded absolutely not uh do i think uh you know there were some problems that have been exposed over time with things that happened under his tenure i mean absolutely i think you'd have to be blind and not paying attention to the campaign to to come to that conclusion but you know, I just don't know what he's he's doing here. Just just go away. Sour grapes and sour grapes. And if you want to rehabilitate your image, like I I'm sympathetic to that. I'll you know I'll, I'm I'm more than happy to you know praise him for doing that when the time is right. But this is a this is a very important election for his party that he supposedly cares it's a lot about. For the people it's of Ontario, he doesn't care. He's, he yeah, obviously but, doesn't care. You know, he reminds me. Remember when you were little? And you had a birthday party, and there's always one kid that you didn't want to invite. And and Patrick Brown's like that. Let me in. 
let me in and your parents have locked up all the doors. I, I just don't understand why this guy. But on the other hand, he thinks he got screwed over by well, Doug that's, Ford. And that's fair yeah. enough. And But that you do in a lawsuit with the courts and you write a yeah. book. And that that's how you rehab yourself. But for me, this is the cynicism of politics where you get these politicians yeah. who are so clearly worried about their own power, whether it be Horvath, um, you know, Patrick Brown or Kathleen Wynne, that they don't actually put the people of the province first. I don't think. And, and that's what I've learned this time around from doing this show and paying more attention. I'm not sure that any of the politicians that I see are running actually care about the country. I mean, this whole thing of stop sniping at each other. Tell me what you're going to do for me, not what the other person's not going to do for me, because that doesn't get me anywhere. Last yeah. point to you, Dennis. No, I just wish like uh, Patrick Brown would, you know, go to Hawaii, enjoy the rest of the of the campaign there, come back afterwards. That's all. He's I have getting to say married though. Don't huh? go away, mad. Just. Go away. Yeah. Okay. Quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how we now own a pipeline. Yeah. And uh, Roseanne Barr, out of a job. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 8.33, it is Counterpoint with Dennis Matthews and Andy Stinton joining us. Uh, Did you like my interpretive dance? Is that what it is? Am I funding it? No, you're As long not as I'm not funding it. No, no I, was just, I was just expressing myself through interpretive dance. As long it's as radio. I don't pay for it. That's is good. that working? It's not working for okay, you. Fine, fine. Roseanne Barr is quitting Twitter and ABC is quitting her. This is uh, quite a fall for Roseanne. She had, um, you know, a chance to redo and reclaim her fame with her show. It was doing fantastic. They had just renewed for the second year. And she kicked a real hornet's nest by tweeting out that Valerie Jarrett, a former Obama advisor, is the child of the Islamist group Muslim Brotherhood and planet of the apes surprisingly valerie jarrett here was her response well first of all i think we have to turn it into a teaching moment i'm fine i'm worried about all the people out there who don't have a circle of friends and followers who come right to their defense the person who's walking down the street minding their own business and they see somebody cling to their purse or want to cross the street or every black parent i know who has a boy who has to sit down and have a conversation the talk as we call it And those, as you say, those ordinary um, examples of racism that happen every single day. No question. Um, It was a rude, crude, lewd and completely unacceptable uh, comment that she made. She did apologize, but just strictly, I'll come to you for the entertainment side of it, um, Andy, but politically, Mm -hmm. I mean, Valerie played that one with politics very well. She took the high road. Yeah, she took the high road. She played it well. Um, but, you know, look, she was the she was the victim here, but she didn't pull the whole, you know, like yeah. she handled it well. Uh, but what I will say for for Twitter and, and social media, and I'm, I'm actually increasingly loving this, like people are just exposing their true selves out there and the world can and the world can see it. And, you know, for Roseanne, um, you know, expose your true self to the world and, you know, she's going to face the consequences. We're seeing that with what we were talking about before with these NDP candidates. And we're seeing it there. I think you see it with media. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of journalists that I used to love and watch, and you know, <laughs> sudden, no, but suddenly I see them and I and I see their views on everything, and and you know, you realize, well, actually, you, you sort of see their perspective that maybe I didn't want to see before, yeah. and you know, it, so it's been it's been a real big uh, it's been a big exposure for for a lot of people, and and for a lot, it hasn't gone well, and it hasn't gone well because maybe they're not great people. Well, I mean, you know, I, I worked in the rocker business as I said before for years. And I was vice president of a company in charge of promotion. And my job when I went on tour 
was really babysitting and stopping the artist getting into trouble. And what's happened back in my days, the worst they could do is throw TVs out the, the window, blow up toilets. One of the best ones actually was, it was the Who, I think. <laughs> they stood in a hotel lobby and lifted people's luggage up and put super glue underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, uh, they manage it and think so. I think now what you've got is you've got these people that think they're bigger than their own publicity. They've read their own biography, and suddenly they have this new way of getting out, not blow- blowing up toilets anymore, but saying stupid stuff on Twitter or whatever it is, and the true person does come out. Yeah. But well, the yeah, one they, they question could, yeah, I, I, I really hate is people say, oh, he used to work in the record industry, he's still working in the end. What's so-and-so like? Uh, I don't really want to tell you because no. some of them are not very nice. No, a lot of them aren't very nice. And 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 after we saw Tom Cruise yeah. jumping on the couch, you realize that some of these public, some of these stars are only stars because they have such fantastic publicists reining them in and keeping yeah. in the crazy. But um, and, and I don't want to spend the whole segment on this because I want to talk about pipelines. But can she resurface on another network? No, no, not even no, like a specialty. They're, they're toxic, and I'd have to admire ABC for pulling the plug right well, away. Well, they're associated with Disney, correct? Uh, Are they ABC, partnered with Disney? Disney? Yeah. Yeah. They could Everybody. not have kept yeah. that. It would have killed their brand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and think, I think, think one of the other stars on the show quit too in advance. Yeah, think of all those part of the poor actors oh, on all, the show. They're owned by Disney, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think she can go anywhere else. Fox, not even Fox would take it. Netflix wouldn't. They just got rid of Kevin Spacey. They don't want to go anywhere near yeah. it. Yeah, wow. No, she's done. She's toast. Gotta be a tough night in her head. She could come back as PC leader. No, NDP leader. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, she, <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Oh, she, maybe she can run in some election. <laughs> she can run in um, my riding, St. Paul. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay, let's talk it. a little bit about Canada in the pipeline business. I woke up and heard this news and my head exploded. I glued it back together. I am so angry about this because it is everything wrong in how this country is supposed to be run. We now bought a $4.5 billion pipeline that I will point out was already owned by a company that was willing to take the risks, willing to do the hard work. And now all of a sudden, Dennis, we've nationalized energy. I mean, Mr. Trudeau has made his father look like a saint when it comes to energy. Yeah. And this is just so frustrating. That's not... It's not easy to do. No, and this is this is so frustrating because you have a private company with their own capital, with their own investors, who are not even looking to build a new pipeline. They're just looking to to twin or expand an existing pipeline. Yeah, the thing and, is, it's built. And I actually grew up yeah. like right near it, and it goes through uh, goes through my hometown. And you know, there it it's it, it boggles the mind because this company wanted to build it, and it was hung up through a million different regulatory issues. It was hung up through the courts, hung up through protesters. You know, the government doesn't have to buy this thing to 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 get it built. They could have just got out of the way, and this thing would already be would already be done. So, you know, I it's just it's so frustrating. We've now bought a sixty year old pipeline. We the taxpayer, and it's uh, not going to be four point five billion dollars. It's probably no, going to be about and, twenty billion. And it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Do you really you know, care? Yes, I do. Well, I do. I do actually. You know, well, you should. But, but, and, but and we look at the government. But you look at the government building things. I mean, we can't even build navy ships. They've been we talking about build these a bridge for, and for ten years. Or a bridge and pickering. Yeah. Here's the non-wonk. The problem I have is there's so many, we're so many billions of dollars in debt, we're trillions of dollars here, that my head explodes because mm-hmm. I have trouble balancing my checkbook. And then I hear about this. So today, because I figured it would be a topic, I spent 15 minutes finding the whole story. And it's basically a good idea that we can export to the mm-hmm. Far East and not be based on, on the South. But then this comes along, and I have to admit, maybe I'm an idiot. I just sat there and went, yeah, okay. So we because spent we're, $5 we're, billion. Dollars, no, no, no. And it, I don't think the average person 
is going to give a damn. I think they should, given that we are looking at hundreds of billions yeah. of dollars that go into paying for roads and hospitals and health care and all. We don't uh, need anybody else's oil. We and, have more than no, enough. And, and, and this and is if I just exporting put, it to the Far we, East. But we also don't build refineries in this country to bring yeah. our own in. We just keep bringing in Venezuelan and Saudi Arabian oil, and I'd rather have our own yeah, and ra- export I'd rather have our own and our own healthy business. And I, and I just, But I just imagine a scenario here where, you know, Stephen Harper wins the last election, and he's the one who buys this pipeline from a Texas oil company, yeah. you know, Justin Trudeau would, would be going nuts. Well, rightly so. And, you we know, made but, a multi-billion all there, more... But apparently wealthy. we live in bizarro land where this is like a normal thing for a government to do in, in 2018. It Not just, to mention the messages. Yeah, but they the did world. buy, is it Hibernia? They invested in Hibernia, which has been a total financial success, the oil fields out I, there. I don't They're care if it's a financial success or not. It, the oh, government so you, shouldn't be doing oh, it. Oh, so if they do it and make money, that's not okay. No, they don't it's think a they dangerous should. precedent to set. The government should should foster a, a business climate where business can actually come in and do things. And if business wants to put in a pipeline and they're going to pass every environmental rule into the book, which they have, they should be able to build it. But, I mean, Harper did the same thing with the car industry. Oh, he did not. Yeah, yeah the subsidization, invest, that was different because oh, we were, no, 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 we were in the middle house. of a recession. He, he helped us avoid a financial crisis you know, by subsidizing an industry that, by the way, I don't think should be subsidized. You know, Andy, so. I'm a conservative through and through. I don't think that was the right thing to do. No, no, you hang won't on, find too many conservatives hang, who actually hang, think hang that. On. Dennis and I just agreed. Uh, yeah, the heads <laughs> explode. There you go. I don't like subsidizing it. Like Bombardier. Yeah. Why are we subsidizing all these damn companies? Toyota, all these. No, it's got it. The corporate welfare, all yeah. this stuff has got to stop. All right, guys, I got to. You agree? So, it, we agree. Locusts are flying. Yeah. The world is now in Locusts? I don't know. Whatever they're. Quit. They're doves, not locusts. Okay. Locusts would come and eat us. Dennis Matthews and Andy Stinton, they would not eat you. Uh, thank you for joining me here right, thank on uh, Counterpoint. You know what? We are going to talk about the pipeline and why it matters, because it really does matter to you, even though it seems like such an out there thing. We'll talk about that and why next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.